Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Problem Zulu Podcast. Here we are, episode 94. Uh, got a little interesting topic for you tonight. Gonna try through a read through this one article and, and you know, gonna chop it up about some stuff that um, I was talking to some sailors about recently. You know, ears to the streets, you know, ears on the deck plates. And uh, so recently, I asked a question at work uh, in and around the shop and just to different groups of people about uh, who has more um, sway or should affect, should and does affect the crew morale, the commanding officer or the CMC. And to not much surprise, everyone said the commanding officer. Because I think in most sailors' mind, and they know that the commanding officer is top dog. And when they put out, you know, uh, product, policy, instruction, anything like that, then that's what's going to happen. Uh, more interesting, though, was the um, lack of knowledge, I guess, uh, one might say, and, and you know, if that's the case, and you know, our fault, Chief's fault, right? Uh, that what does the CMC do? What was the purpose of the CMC? I, that, that's what I really got from a lot of uh, sailors, and I, I'm talking about sailors from you know uh, far spectrums of the the line here, right? You got you had first termers, had three, four, four you know, uh, reenlistments, like all the way across. It was kind of like, yeah, what's uh what's Command Master Chief doing here? What's Command Senior Chief doing here? What's the purpose of that? So. Before we get into some of the things that were discussed and brought up, I'm going to read. I did research. I wanted to find something for y'all, right? Sorry, my ear itched uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Um, So five years ago was the 50th anniversary of the McPond's office being established, right? So I found this article that talks about it. And um, I'm going to try to breeze through this as quickly as possible, right? We're on a, for those that don't know, just here recently, a week ago, two weeks ago now, well, we just put in the 16th Pond Master Chief Honia, Pond Honia. And so this at the time was, I think we're up to 14. Russell Smith was still in office and holding the position. And that's 15, and now we're on 16. So this is a, only this is a, just an article that was brought up. This is from the DVIDs website. It's out there. I'll put it again. If you're, if you're watching or anywhere, I'll have the link down below in case you missed this five years ago, right? So it's old, but it just gives some context, right? Only 14 sailors have ever held the highest enlisted office that continuously bridges the gap between Navy enlisted leadership and enlisted personnel. Right? That's the MCPON. The MCPON's, here it is. The MCPON's primary responsibility is to be the immediate representation of all enlisted sailors, said Mass Chief Petty Officer Bill Hulihan. I've known a couple chiefs that have served with that Mass Chief that just gave that quote. Uh, They had strong opinions of that person. Just opinions, neither here nor there, I guess. Command Master Chief of Naval Station Mayport. He is the enlisted advisor to the Chief of Operations, and when policy is being const- constructed, the MCPON's council could be sought could be sought to offer opinions on behalf of the enlisted sailors. Okay, so quick problem that I have with just with that quote, and and apparently this uh, Master Hulahan served and as a PAO or something. It says later on we'll get there, but it says he the McPond's council could be sought out to offer opinions. So if the CNO doesn't want it, is he he's not going to seek it? Right? Is the McPond in on every decision or only some decisions, or he's only giving his opinion when asked for it, and when not asked for it, he's not. And I, 
I'm just throwing that out there, just going off what these words said. Okay. I, I won't ever fucking get close to smelling the fucking hallways of DC. So you have no idea. I'm just going off with these words. Could be sought to offer opinion on behalf of the enlisted sailors. In my mind, it would be like, is always salt. Salt, right? Not salt, but salt, right? Okay, moving on. Uh, in the uh, in the McPon Giordano encouraged sailors to reflect on the changes made by previous McPons in the Navy to enhance the lives of enlisted sailors and their families. That's a very good thing, and, and something often through, as we're going through the chief season now and putting the, the chief selectees through this uh, training that they're getting, and as sometimes they might have to look up a McPon, it's important to say, hey, what did this McPon do for the enlisted sailor, right? What was their, like, key initiative kind of thing? And some have really good ones and some maybe don't have much or just different. And But it's really interesting just to see how they affected and how we got to where we're at today through certain McPons doing, you know, these programs or this or that, changing this, voting, uh, you know, um, barracks and, and whatever and whatnot. Okay. Uh, uh, as I was working around the house, I started thinking about the message from the McPon said, Master Chief, uh, Johannes Gonzalez, Johannes, probably Johannes Gonzalez, uh, Command Master Chief of the U.S. Naval Forces Southern Command, U.S. Fourth Fleet. I looked into some books, and it was pretty amazing to understand that was a turning point for senior enlisted leaders. They were told that their voices were heard, their opinions mattered, and their feedback would make a difference. At the time of the office inception, Navy leadership was concerned about the force's low morale and equally low retention rate. Hmm. You know, more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys, right? One might say we're in or around that area right now, right? Low morale and equally low retention rate when they're you know, throwing $25,000, $50,000 at people to come join, all right? <clears throat> Mass Chief Delbert Black. Master Chief Petty Officer Delbert D. Black, the first McFawn, began visiting sailors in the capacity that no one else had done before. Anytime that a leader can go to the deck plates and gain insight into how enlisted sailors live and work and how their families are supported, said Houlihan, they show a significant level of concern, which in turn will increase morale. No. Right? This is a five-year-old fucking article, but no. Okay? Just because you show up somewhere and ask questions does not increase morale. As we've recently seen with prior Pond Smith and... What happened when he visited the fucking carrier over there in Norfolk? I forget which one now. Uh, whatever you know, I did our I did an episode couple back on it, right? Go go listen to that one or watch it on YouTube too, right? That's not an automatic increase in morale, okay? Especially if it goes bad, right? Again, as recently seen, okay. And I just don't like the way that comes out. Like a, uh, in turn. Morale will, it will, in turn, will increase morale, which in turn will increase. No, it just doesn't automatically happen. That's such a piss poor take. And I think that automatically goes to when I had this conversation with sailors around and on board, that if people are thinking that just because you had a conversation that morale goes up, we're fucking so detached from actual, right? And again, that's one of those like, when it was, when the office of McPon and when the, again, McPon came only like 10, nine years, right? Yeah. After, you know, eights and nines were established. Since then, over the last 55 years now, I think there's been a great detachment of 
what those levels are hearing and seeing and how they remembered it 20 to 30 years prior when they were there, right? The new McFarland right now, I think he's at 32, 34 years or something. That's damn near as old as me, right? He was in the 80s, served through the 90s, right? That's a whole different Navy than it is today. How many years has, has have they served? And I say this all the time. At those upper echelons uh, that, that we, the many won't even, like, again, smell, right? Or, or even see, be around ever. Where they start to, that, that one quick visit, that one hour McPond call or, or, you know, fleet call or whatever. How much does that actually do for them in understanding what's happening? Right? All right. Um. Navy leadership felt they needed to needed a make pond to bridge the gap between an officer's and enlisted sailors' perspective on the implementation of policy. Yes, that is, I, I do feel that, right? I don't think you can just have officers making all this policy for everyone and not have anyone from the enlisted community saying, hey, this is how this is going to affect this and that, right? Um, but again, it's up to the officer, CNO or otherwise, to take that on and be like, okay, so let me make a change. And then we'll get more on how that that gets uh, that that feedback goes up that chain to the appropriate levels, right? It was not just important for the MIGPON to communicate with senior enlisted leadership. He also had to communicate with the sailors across the fleet. The lines of communication are really open with the MIGPON's office through the chief's mess, said Lane. The MIGPON is a chief. If I have something I want to say to the MIGPON, I can email or send it through my CMC. If it's valid enough, if it's a valid enough point or something the chief's mess as a whole deems necessary to go forward, then he'll take it up to the CNO. Like, I think, I think I Nope. That's the one. That That's like, I think that's a cricket, right? Maybe we're a squeaky wheel. I don't know. I was playing some tense sounds there, but... I, I like I can't disagree more with this, right? If I want some, if I want to say something to Mick Pond, then I can send it up through appropriate change of command. Yeah, there's a chain of command to send it. But if 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 he's a chief, right, and he walks into the chief's mess and I got something to say to the Mick Pond, then I should be able to say it to the Mick Pond. Which at this current moment in time I don't. What's up, Mick Pond? You're welcome to the show. Come hang out anytime you want in, in the Bravo Zulu podcast studio. Okay. But <laughs> I think it's just like this is such a and it's like two two way talk, right? Well, I can send it through my chain of command. Okay, all right, I'll I'll send it to CMC. If it's valid enough, if it's a valid enough point, who fucking determines that? Who, who, my CMC determines if it's valid enough? It's valid enough for me to bring up. What do I need to do? Do we need to get the DLCPOs together and have a vote on it? Oh, we're split 2-2. Two, two. All right, well, CMC, you know, you, nope, I don't think it's valid enough. I don't want to send that up. I don't want my name behind that, right? I don't want to, I feel it's a stupid question. I felt my answer to you was good enough, although you feel it's not good enough, so I'm not going to send it to the CMC or force or whoever, right? Or something the chief's mess as a whole deems necessary to go forward, then he'll take it. So what chief mess? Are we talking about just your command chief's mess? Are we talking about the area chief's mess? Are we talking about, uh, we all know that there's the uh, leadership mess, 
at the highest of the CMC and above levels, right? That's the leadership mess, as they're called or they call themselves, whatever, right? If it's if if it disseminates within that circle enough, and there's enough CMCs or command center chiefs and forces and fleets and everyone that pick up on it, then is it enough to catch the the ears and eyes of the MIG pond? Again, so I just I just can't see that. It's just double talk that don't make sense. And again, I think once we get into the conversation part that I had with sailors, I think it's going to make sense of why they're there scratching their heads. Okay. The rela- uh, the relationship between the Chiefs Mass and the McPond allows a voice to be heard by Navy leadership speaking on behalf of junior enlisted sailors. I may not know a whole lot about the McPond, said Air Traffic Controller, second class Miles Hill, but I think the creation of the position was good for was good for communication. We're always told to use our chain of command, and this lets us get information all the way from the bottom of the ranks to the very top. AC2, I think that's a great answer from the book. I think if they ask a whole lot more sailors, they'd get a whole lot of fucking different answers. Or or it'd be a second sentence in there, but it doesn't happen. Right? I just, I just... How many people did they ask the question until they picked the answer that they liked and then put it in the article, right? I just, I don't, yeah. Gonzalez said, Black started a theme for future make ponds with a simple message of, I'm going to listen to you. Tell me what you want. <laughs> That's a, a shout out, make pond black. First one ever, right? If that was the message, then I think somewhere along the lines, like we're forgetting that message. Even to the lowest chief like myself, Right. Tell me what you want. I'm going to listen to you. How many how many chiefs are actually doing that? If that was Mick Pond Black's, you know, baseline, just fucking future Mick Pond and even future chief, right? Message, right? Like, are we? Are we actually listening? And are, are we actually, you know, letting them tell us what they want? And then are we doing actionable things to get that? Or it's like, all right, thanks for telling me. That That's all I wanted to know. I just wanted you to tell me. The key to being an effective McPon <clears throat> is to simply listen and truly prioritize what is affecting our sailors, said Gonzalez. It's easy to listen, but having the courage to make those tough decisions and to put certain things in practice is a tough job, and that's an admiral trait. Oh, excuse me, not admiral. Admirable, excuse me. Um, the key to being an effective McPon is to simply listen Man, I just, such a problem with this, right? It's it's that easy, right? It's to simply listen. And then you just got to prioritize it and then just, you know, see see what we need can do. Except as we heard from McPont, you know, prior McPont Smith, like there's budget constraints, right? He's going to ask for money. There's all these other things. It's not that simple. It's not as simple as sitting down at my level, talking to my department and saying, hey, what is it you guys want? Okay, now I can go try to get it and prioritize it. And I only have to go to two people, right? I only got to go to my triad to try to make something happen. It's a lot harder when you're at the highest of levels and you're trying to make everything happen or or prioritize the biggest, most million-dollar projects. I'm sorry, I'm talking with my hands a lot today, right? It's just, I feel like it's dumbed down. Is to simply listen and truly prioritize what is affecting ours. No, wow, what the fuck else does prioritize mean? Why do we put truly prioritize because that is better than prioritizing? 
Why is he? What was? What would be the opposite of truly prioritizing? Lie, lying, prioritizing. What's the opposite of truth? Lies. You know, it it's easy to listen. So then, why'd you say it's <laughs> the key to being an effective mikvah? Is simply listen. It's easy to listen. That don't fucking make sense. But having the courage to make those tough decisions and to put certain things in practice is a tough job. That's an admirable trait. Yes, I again, I agree. Like, as far as like, ha- I don't think it's a courage thing. I think uh, maybe like having the courage to just go ask for you know another hundred million dollars to build three D CDCs, you know, at high fucking fleet traffic areas. I don't know. As office of the McPon Chief of Public Affairs from 2006 to 2010, Houlihan saw firsthand how stressful the job of McPon can be as it is filled with frequent travel, decisions regarding the enlisted force, and the Navy's best interests, and very little free time. I can, again, yes, I'm sure it is, right? I'm, I can't take that away from whoever's that, in that position, okay? Like, yeah, duh. Also, what you signed up for and what you, and, and what you knew was going to be happening. I got it. This is a. I got insight to that office that I never understood before. Said Hulan. While I was there, I got to see their impact on policy and how they helped shape it. In some cases, you could say that the Mikpon is a sanity check because he has access to information the rest of us don't, so he can look at policies and the way they will affect the fleet. Mikpons are selected from a very prestigious group of enlisted leadership with experience and tenacity. All right, so here's here's the problem I got here is what information is he so privy to that the rest of the chief's mess can't be privy to or isn't disseminated down after a decision is made, right? So a big thing going on right now is uh, beards. They're doing, I guess, a beard test. They got a lot of people growing out beards, checking gas mask seals, uh, SCBA seals with people with beards, okay? Whatever comes of that is going to come of it, Okay. Whether we get beards before I retire or we get beards after the Navy gets beards after I retire, whatever, it's going to be fucking settled and there's going to be the new policy and that's going to be that. Now, when that policy comes out either way, are we going to see the actual data that led us to the decision of a yes or no? Is that the information that he gets to see before everyone else to help move this policy in the direction it should be moved in? And if it's only him, why is it only him? I'm sure it's the fleets also, right? And maybe some forces. But, like, how far? Like, shouldn't that be privy to all of the chief's mess or no? What do you think? You let me know down in the comments. Because I just, like, it, like secret, you know, top secret, need to know information, I get. Okay, cool. Tactical strategy, but that's not his job, right? His job is policy stuff. So why can't we know what the policy and the instruction information that led to those policies? Why can't we know? Why can't junior sailors know what? We're supposed to explain it to them as chiefs, right? When that policy comes out, I got to sit there and be like, oh, okay, well, this is why. But if I don't have the same information he has, how can I successfully do that and get them to trust me that it's not just, you know, me you know, towing the company line again. All right, guys, you know, here we go. This is the new thing. We got to do it. All right. Um, I don't know if I have what it takes, said Gonzalez, about his aspirations to become a McPon, but I can tell you that I'm striving for that position because I know the difference you can make in a sailor's career and the entire enlisted force. 
Gonzalez continued with his sentiment about his passion for leadership. We all can't do it, said Gonzalez, but I can tell you that if any chief petty officer is not striving to be the pawn or go as far as they possibly can in the chief's mess, then they shouldn't be a chief petty officer. That has got to be the most fucking crock of fucking shit I think that we say about ourselves. Straight up. Not everyone should have to fucking want to be the McPawn. Not everyone should want to have to be or have to be what? Not everyone should have to want to be a Master Chief for 30 fucking years. Why? Why are you forcing that on people? Right? You say, um, you know the difference you can make in a sailor's career and their entire and the entire enlisted force. I know the fucking difference I can make in one enlisted sailor. In in the 20 or 30 that are around me, I know at my little E7 level of fucking nothingness, right? Because I don't want to be McPawn, so I guess I shouldn't want to be a fucking chief. Or I shouldn't be a chief petty officer because I don't want to be fucking McPawn, okay? That, but I know the impact that can make to th- those around me. But that's fucking not shit, because I don't want to be Pond. Do you hear yourself? Like, just, like, just hear yourself. We all can't do it. No shit. We all can't do it. But I can tell you that if there's any chief petty officer who is not striving to be the Pond or to go as far as they possibly can in the chief's mass, then they shouldn't be a chief. So which is it? Like, should we all be striving to it, although we know we fucking can't do it? Or should we be focused on where we're at and what we're doing and the biggest impact that we make at the place and level that we're at? Because what it sounds like to me is like you're this person, and I, again, don't know this person, but that, not even this person, but what we're saying is we should be so focused on moving up the fucking ladder, right? Because you make a bigger impact on sailors as you move up the ladder. So we have to be focused on that. Right, you have to be focused on the advancement so you can make more impact, instead of just being glad and happy where you're at, and knowing that no matter what level you are at as a chief, you are impacting sailors, negative or positive, right? So that that last one just it really fucking irks me bad. It really does. <clears throat> so going into you know uh, the question I asked some sailors around me. Um, here's some things that were said, and I'm going to kind of go over this and kind of connect it with this, uh, article here. And again, we're at 55 years now. Um, again, this was back in 2017. Uh, it'll be in the, in the notes on YouTube and down in the description if you're listening. So everyone, everyone that I've asked said the CEO, but then I follow up with like, why not the same I'm looking at my, my phone notes here. Cause I took notes as I asked them, right? Uh, some people said, couldn't even tell you what a CMC does, right? Which which is which is ultimately very fucking sad, right? You have sailors on board ships. They're like, yeah, CMC, what do they do? Right? So failure somewhere on someone's part. Maybe it's failure on mine. I don't know. I'll take that. I believe this is something. I believe how it's supposed to work is it should be the CMC. But this sailor had never seen that in their career. And again, this is saying this. They, they think the CMC should be the one 
excuse me, making the bigger impact on morale. But they ain't seen it. They haven't felt that from a CMC, right? And so then, again, why, why, why should it be? The, why would that sailor think it should be the CMC? Maybe because this sailor, maybe they understand the role that is supposed to be for enlisted crew and have more influence over the the instructions and the policies that come down and affect effect 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 enlisted. That way. It should be felt more strongly that the CMC is doing something for that morale. And I'm not talking about fucking, you know, picnic parties and shit. I'm talking about real, like, actionable, like, real-life things. Okay? Uh, excuse me. Uh, someone said, uh, are CMCs just a figurehead? Like, what are they doing up there? Are they just filling this role? Like, you know, 50 years ago with Pond, was all this stuff just created just to give more people jobs? Right? Again, so we had eights and nines, and then it was like, oh, shit, we got all these eights and nines. We need more jobs with them. And then we started creating. There's a pond in there that started creating CMC positions and then force and, and fleets and then the pond. So, like, were all these things just created just to give people more jobs so they could just stay in longer? And then that directly translates to today where you see command senior chief programs, right, and people going command senior chief, and then – Sailors getting sentiment like, oh, they're they're just doing that because they just want to make nine. Right? Because they're not feeling like they're getting a they're not getting a a a, a good representation of a command senior chief that's there for them. Right. And this is for sailors I've talked to all over. I'm mean, not all over the fleet, but like just junior sailors that I know in and out of work that I keep in touch with. They're just kind of like, yeah, what, what they ask me, like, what do you guys do? Right. What what you know like like I'm a command senior chief then but where we are all the chiefs mess so we all just get wrapped into one so it's it's my fault that they don't have a good fucking CMC somewhere right um it's supposed to be a direct advocate for the enlisted yes that's what they're supposed to be right how much is that you know and 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 some of that from from different sailors like oh they're supposed to be a direct ad- advocate for the enlisted but all I hear. It, uh, actually, we'll get to that. I think that's on another line here. Um, seems like it's become a political showboat to only advance their own careers. That you know, that's a big thing, especially in in the community where I'm in right now, right? Where you have all command senior chiefs, and then after a year, they're command master chiefs. And even for you know sailors, first classes that are on the second, third tour, right? And you've seen the establishment of these command senior chief program. And you watch the name, the names come out every year, and it's like, boom, they're command senior chiefs. The next year, they're CMCs. Command senior chiefs. The next year, they're CMCs. And I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not saying they they don't go on to do great things. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just saying it's what sailors are seeing is it seems like oh, um, if I want to make nine, after I make eight, I just need to fucking go command senior, and then boom, I'm in. I'm in there for nine. Right, first time, second time up, I'm gonna make it, and then now I can hit my high three at nine, no matter how many years I'm in, and then after that, it's bull chalks and fucking retire. So how are they being a how how can they be going into the into that role with the mindset of I'm here for the sailor, but I'm only here for the sailor for the short time, not a long time. Michael's still awake. What's up, buddy? Huh? I can't hear you. 
Okay, I'll be right there, okay? Okay, love you. Okay, moving on. Um, so it, and, and with that, being that sailors see this, right, they feel that it's not a general, that that's not genuine of that position, right? That is just scripted, dependent on the circumstances of the commander or whatever, right? That they're just like, oh, this is what I need to say today because <clears throat> it's going to make me look good today, right, or whatnot. Uh, and then here's another part that really came up, right? It's like that sailors feel that CMCs, right, a more who y'all mission talking about the mission and we got to do this and don't forget to do that for the mission and, and da, 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 da. But when are they ever like, Hey sailors, how the fuck are you? If they're a direct advocate for the enlisted, then like, where's the question come up? Like, Hey, how's your barracks room fucking look today? Right. What barracks are you in? Are they clean? Are they taking care of here? Are they doing that? You know, yeah, yeah, okay, you're at the Beacon, Gucci-ass fucking, you know, on-base, you know, apartments. Are are Is everything actually Gucci with it, though? Are they all holding their part of it? Right? Um, it, yeah, there are, there's a lot of personnel issues that are taken to them that they help with. There's no denying that, right? But shouldn't it all always be people and sailors all the time? What? They should not be doing mission. Right, they're not there to drive mission accomplishment. That's why you have divisional and departmental chiefs, because they're the ones in there with the fucking sailors, right here, huddled up. Hey, this is my work list. This is what we need to get done, because this is what's driving the mission. The CMC should strictly be people. What's going on with this sailor? That sailor issues, things like that. But when they drive a mission achievement and the mission goal, the mission, the mission, the mission, then it looks, doesn't look like they're working for the enlisted sailor. It looks like they're working for the commanding officer, which, yes, I know they are, right? But if that's all they're driving is the mission for the CO, then why aren't department heads driving that? Why isn't the XO driving that, right? When I was growing up in the Navy, the XO, when, when I was getting my East Wales pen, and you had to be like, hey, <clears throat> the XO, what's their job? It was like the XO runs the fucking ship when it comes to fucking mission everything, right? Like the Bucks Ops there. He he does all the planning for everything because it's it's their final like test before they become the CEO. So they got to make sure they can do it all and da 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 whatever, right? But sometimes nowadays it feels like it's the CMC that's the one, you know, hey, don't forget about this mission and that mission. We got this mission coming up and that mission coming up. What? I don't want to hear that. Shouldn't you be tracking, like, enlisted personnel programs? That's what I want to hear about. That's what I want to hear about. All right, moving on. Um, Yeah, so I put, who y'all do the mission, not who y'all, I'm here for you. <clears throat> uh, this was another one. DLCPO's departmental leading chief petty officers speak for the sail sailors. The CMC doesn't. That was something I got from that, right, when, when I was having these conversations, like, People understand how the chain of command works and they understand that the departmental LCPOs are the ones actually going and saying, hey, this is about my sailor. That's about my sailor. And then kind of like there's just this middle person that takes that stuff and takes it to the triad meeting. I get like that's what sailors were giving me. And I, and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's how it's supposed to work, though. Right. But to a lot of junior sailors, like, well, why? 
why can't you just go take this to this person? Right? You know me best. So why can't you take it? And it's like, well, you know, so, sometimes we do a company and go, but but that's a hard question, right? When like a sailor does that, when they put you in that position, it's like, you know me best. That person doesn't know me. They don't like, you know what I mean? And so why aren't you speaking on my behalf? And it's like, well, yeah, sometimes I do speak on, on your behalf. And then other times I flick the booger problem to some of the CMC and then they got it for action. Right. Because, you know, when, when they throw their extra star or their title behind the email, all of a sudden extra things happen. Why? Just cause, just cause they have a special title. Right. Um, and then another one was that they, they didn't see a point and especially in smaller crews. And, and it was kind of to the point of like, maybe on bigger decks, like they can understand that there's this CMC that gathers all the other mass chiefs together. And, and again, that leadership mess kind of atmosphere where all the decisions are made and taken to the big bird, up there to to set policy and stuff but like a lot of people were like just felt like it's just this position that exists because it's kind of getting to the point that it's always been there although it hasn't only 55 years now but to to young first-term sailors second-term sailors that don't know the history right then it's always been that way okay i you know that's about it for tonight you know uh, just think about like you know what what are, what are the roles the impact that you yourself are having on, on your sailors, or if you're not, if you're a civilian out there and, and you're in a management position, supervisor position, it's the same thing, right? What's the impact of morale or work output and everything like that? Do you focus more on the morale, more on the mission? How do you balance it? And let me know down in the comments below. Don't forget, uh, if you're on YouTube watching, you know, click the subscribe button, turn on notifications, all that good stuff. We got more coming for you here on the Bravo Zulu, and uh, that'd be it. For more information on how you...